Welcome to the Soul Food Sneakers Podcast. My name is Dustin, and today we are talking about every current NBA player with a signature shoe. An important thing to note here is that we're only talking about people who have signature shoes that have released and are currently available or will be available sometime in 2024. They also have to be active players. So we won't be talking about Michael Jordan, Kareem, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's Adidas's from back in the day, or Kyrie Irving's Nikes that are no longer available. But we will be talking about Devin Booker's upcoming Nike signature model because even though it isn't out yet, it's got a release date attached to it. So we'll go brand by brand and we'll go biggest brand to smallest, at least as far as the U.S. is concerned, which is where the NBA is located other than Toronto. So let's start with Nike. By no means did Nike invent the basketball sneaker. They didn't sign the first basketball player or give the first ball player his own signature model. That all goes to Converse, but it could and probably should be argued that Nike put basketball sneakers on the map as far as a wardrobe staple and status symbol for a generation of ballers, rappers, and the kids that wanted to dress like them. Obviously, the most important name in that particular equation is Michael Jordans, who has done more for Nike's basketball success than anyone ever has or almost certainly ever will. But Jordans retired, and Jordan Brand has its own staple of athletes, and therefore, the only name worth mentioning first on this list is the man who has been nipping at Jordan the player's heels for the past two decades, and that man is, of course, LeBron James, who is on his 21st signature sneaker with Nike. LeBron's first Nike kick dropped when he dropped into the NBA in the fall of 2003. It was called the Zoom Generation, a big bulky shoe that resembled a hiking boot more than a basketball sneaker, and whose design was inspired by LeBron's Hummer H2. The name of the sneaker and its design have not aged well. Zoom Generation sounds like a shoe that you'd find at Walmart, and the look of the shoe has aged about as well into the 2020s as the Hummer itself. But that was 20 sneakers ago, and after nearly 20 years of big, bulky, over-designed sneakers that literally only look good on LeBron's feet, with the exception of a few models like the 7, 8, and 9, LeBron and his team at Nike finally embraced the less-is-more approach when they dropped the LeBron 20, a heavily Kobe-inspired low-cut sneaker with double swooshes, lightweight, fine-woven uppers, a roster of funky colorways, and details throughout celebrating his 20th year in the NBA. The shoe was the first LeBron sneaker in many years to receive any sort of hype and enjoy high sales numbers, and Nike got the hint. The LeBron 21, which came out soon after the 20, has a very similar look. Tech and on-court appeal. Whatever the LeBron 22 will look like, don't expect it to waver much from the last two iterations. Now that Kyrie Irving is making shoes in China, the second most prominent athlete on Nike's roster in the current NBA is without a doubt Kevin Durant, who is on his 16th signature sneaker. Unlike LeBron, KD's sneakers have always been low-cut, and if you've ever seen pictures of KD out in public where pretty much all he wears is Travis Scott Jordan 1 lows, that should come as no surprise. Like LeBron and obviously MJ before him, Nike has started to retro KD's older, older silhouettes. Several KD3s have been announced and come out recently, and there will be a couple of KD4s dropping later this year. But the KD16, with its plastic side grills and multiple material uppers, have been well-received, and you can see plenty of them on any given night, not only in the NBA, but at your local rec league or high school hoop games in many different colorways, including 
the ever-popular all-pink Aunt Pearl version that accompanies every new Katie release at some point and pays tribute to his grandma. Durant is one of the greatest players of all time, so he doesn't need much more than that to sell his shoes, but the fact that his shoes also happen to look and perform well certainly doesn't hurt. But while Katie himself would probably never admit this to a media microphone or on one of his social media accounts, there is a player in the NBA right now who is better than him, who on many nights of the week is better than anyone playing the game of basketball in the world right now. And that player is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis is known as the Greek freak, and if you're not a basketball fan, I'll tell you that freak here is used as a term of endearment, not as a pejorative. His body is one built by the basketball gods themselves as the perfect specimen for the game of which he plays. This man was built to be and do one thing and one thing only, and dominate that one thing so completely that with a head full of steam in him, there's quite literally nothing any defender in professional basketball can do to stop it. He's a freak of basketball nature in the best sense of the word. In his line of Nike Zoom freak sneakers, five of them as of the release of this episode, while not the most lauded or popular in the league, have nonetheless sold in bunches, while this man has won multiple MVPs, All-Star MVPs, Defensive Player of the Year awards, and finally a championship in 2021, and all of it with the team that drafted him at pick number 15 in 2013. Giannis's Zoom Freak sneakers, the first of which dropped in 2019, have all been very distinctive, perhaps even too much so for them to become wide, as widespread as a KD or a Kyrie Nike has been in the past. They've all featured exaggerated, oversized swooshes, sometimes backwards, with thick midsoles and lots of cushioning, lots of loud, funky colorways, and swirling, sometimes jagged design touches. But like LeBron, Giannis and Nike toned all that down for the Freak 5, opting instead for low-cut kicks, whose loudest feature is an oversized Nike swoosh that covers most of the length of the sneaker. But whatever direction his shoes take, if Giannis keeps dominating professional basketball the way he has thus far, and at 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 6 assists per game this season, it looks as if he will, then his shoes, like Katie's, won't need much more marketing than that to sell themselves. Another dominating force the last few years when he's actually been on the court has been the emergence of John Morant, easily the most explosive dunker and at-rim finisher in the league right now. And while his ascension has been marred by silly off-court decisions leading to extended suspensions and recently a season-ending injury, it hasn't stopped him from becoming one of the most popular must-watch players in the league. Last year, his jersey was the eighth highest selling jersey in the league behind heavy hitters like LeBron, Steph, and Giannis, but ahead of teen fave LaMelo Ball, long-range gunner Damian Lillard, and recent MVPs Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid. And all of that despite being in a small market on an underperforming team. His first shoe with Nike, the Jaw One, was likewise a big hit. Another low-cut design with lightweight tech cool touches and a wraparound Nike swoosh. His signature logo on the tongue and personal touches like the words start from scratch on the midsole, his initials and the number 12 a.m. repeating on the heel and even a letter to his fans and haters on the insoles of the first colorway of his shoe called the Day One, which sold out immediately. There are lots of colors of this shoe to choose from now and hype on them has died down a bit, but it's still a cool looking sneaker, especially for a debut. And I see lots of them on all sorts of courts on all sorts of ages. 
One of my favorite Nike basketball signature shoe lines over the years has been Paul George. He's had some legitimate bangers over the years and has had some legitimate hype over the years as well. I mean, who can forget the PG2 and 2.5 PlayStation collabs back in 2018? Or the PG3 NASA collection. It's actually hard to believe he's only on his sixth Nike shoe. It feels like it's he's been popping out signature Nikes for much longer than that, but he is, and his most recent shoe, which has already been released in a dozen different colorways, is actually a perfect upgrade and continuation of his popular signature series of shoes thus far. It's got design elements from the Nike React 87 and a small backwards swoosh a la Travis Scott. It's a good looking shoe, and although still definitively a basketball sneaker, I doubt you'll see these on the streets. They do look good when you do see them out in the wild. One shoe you may well see on the streets, though, once they start dropping to the general public is Devin Booker's first Nike signature model, the Book One. These dropped in an all-orange colorway in Miami last year and have been seen in a bevy of makeups that pay tribute to Nike classics and games Booker has played this season. I mentioned this in the last episode, and I was really looking forward to these. I actually love the design and the fat swoosh and thick midsole. I think Nike has done a great job straddling the line between ball and lifestyle shoe here. They're inspired by many different things, including a classic car that Booker owns, which has a modern engine but a classic body, something he wanted to replicate on the shoes. I'm not much for all orange, though, so hopefully they drop in some more muted color palettes when they do later this year. Those are all the current players with a signature shoe with Nike. Moving on to Jordan brand now. The longest standing Jordan brand athlete with a signature shoe is definitely Chris Paul, who is currently in his 19th season and on his 13th shoe for Jordan brand. Although that shoe actually never officially released and it hasn't been spoken of since it debuted on Paul's feet back in 2020. So I'm not entirely sure if he's still making shoes with Jordan brand or not, but I know he's still signed to them and I know that he has... 12 signature sneakers in the archives that stretch back to 2008. He's also been known for his player-exclusive models of classic Jordan models like Mike Baby, Ray Allen, and Carmelo Anthony before him, shoes which have undoubtedly been more popular than his own signature shoe line with the brand. Russell Westbrook is on his sixth Jordan brand sneaker as part of his Why Not signature lineup. These sneakers have been the loudest and most unconventional of any signature sneaker at Jordan, which is intentional and is meant to mirror the way that Westbrook plays the game, loud and unconventional. The Why Not 6 didn't tone anything down. It looks like a Nerf gun, and truth be told, I almost never see people rocking these on a basketball court. But Jordan Brand has been churning them out since 2018, so obviously they're selling to someone. Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic both got their first signature sneakers with Jordan Brand in 2023. And Luca is already on his second. The Luca one was kind of bland, truth be told, and looked like a basic Nike ball shoe with some Luca specific details. The Luca two has much more personality, though, especially in its safari colorway. It actually looks a lot like Jason Tatum's Tatum one shoe, which also dropped in a few animal influenced colors. Both of those shoes are nice and cheap. Both retail for under 150 bucks. That, combined with the players' popularity and Tatum's Celtics being arguably the best team in the league this season, should make them obvious choices for kids and adults who want funky-looking Jordans to ball in but don't want to pay LeBron or MJ prices. And Zion Williamson is already on his third Jordan brand sneaker, the Zion 3. Zion's signature sneaker and clothing line has had a bumpy start, and that's because his career has had a bumpy start. 
perpetually injured since joining the league, Zion is finally having a healthy season and averaging 22 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. Not crazy numbers, perhaps, for a first overall draft pick who is poised to be the next LeBron when coming into the league, but good enough to justify his own signature shoe line with Jordan Brand. Now that Zion is finally playing on a regular basis, I'm starting to see more and more of his shoes out on the hardwood and more of his jerseys in the stands. So, good for him. Over at Adidas, well, I'll give you the bad news first. Adidas is the home of my least liked current basketball shoe. And that shoe is the Adidas Harden. I have hated James Harden's signature Adidas since literally day one of their existence. I think they look ridiculous, they're trying too much, they're ugly, and they look silly on feet. Even on his own feet, they look silly. But for some unknown reason, he's on his seventh of these. And this seventh version looks just as bad as the rest, like a sock taped to a pillow. Not as bad as the Harden 7, but certainly not good, is the Adidas Dame 8, E-X-T-P-L-Y. The shoe looks like it doesn't know what it wants to be. An oversized strap on the forefoot, big ugly stripes on the back, a very weird looking bounce pro midsole, a lace lock clip on the side of the shoe that I can't decide whether I love or hate. And the weird thing about these is that there already exists an Adidas Dame 8. So technically these are Damian Lillard's ninth shoe, but they're called the Dame 8 EXTPLY and they're more expensive than the 8, so I just I don't I don't get it. And I don't like it. I also am not a fan of the Donovan Mitchell Dawn issue number five, his fifth shoe with Adidas. They just look kind of boring and kiddish and kind of like a spaceship or something. Trey Young's third signature shoe with Adidas is pretty cool, though, for what it is. An exaggerated, funky midsole with a lower profile upper. It works for the shoe and it works for him as a player with a lot of style who can catch fire on any given night. Shout out to Derrick Rose as well, who is still in the league in his 15th season. This season with the cursed Memphis Grizzlies and whose older retros Adidas keeps pumping out. He hasn't had a new signature model drop in quite a while though. Adidas does have some legitimate hype on the court though. They landed a big fish when they signed Minnesota's Anthony Edwards, one of the most talented, most exciting young players and someone who seems destined to be the next big thing in the NBA, he's averaging 25, 5, and 5 this year and is always doing something highlight-worthy whenever the Timberwolves are on TV. It's fitting then that his first signature shoe with Adidas, the Adidas AE1, has generated its own fair share of hype throughout the latter part of 2023 after images of it first surfaced. The acid orange version of the shoe already dropped and promptly sold itself out. And a blue Arctic fusion colorway just dropped this week and also promptly sold out so between the fans of the man and the fans of his first signature shoe these unique looking kicks with the extra large ventilation shafts running throughout look to be very profitable for the three stripes and a shoe that could very well give the best reviewed ball kicks at nike a run for their money moving on to the smaller brands with the smaller rosters much much smaller in new balance and under armor's cases as they each have just a single athlete with a signature shoe line in Kawhi Leonard at New Balance, and of course Steph Curry over at Under Armour. Under Armour actually did sign Joel Embiid to the brand back in 2020 and even released his first and to date only signature sneaker, the UA Embiid One, 
But that partnership didn't last long. Those shoes are gone and forgotten. And instead of signing new talent, UA just inked a lifetime deal with Steph Curry worth a freaking billion dollars. They've also given him his own brand called, obviously, Curry Brand, which is to Under Armour what Jordan Brand is to Nike. Curry's latest, the Curry 11, is actually a super nice looking sneaker. Cool design, funky yet understated, light as a feather, and they grip the hardwood like glue, which makes sense as all this guy does on the court is zip around and stop on dimes for pull-up threes. New Balance hasn't given Kawhi the keys to the kingdom like UA has Curry, but to date he is still the only athlete on their roster with a signature sneaker. The Kawhi 3 dropped in 2023 and it is pretty forgettable and understated in a low-cut design. Not as fun or as funky as the Kawhi's 1 and 2 or the dope neon green and pink Kawhi colorways of the Omni 1, 850, and 997S that all dropped in 2020. But apparently he's already on his fourth Kawhi NB, and that's going to drop sometime in 2024. Here's hoping he goes a little wilder with those than he did on the threes. Over at Puma, obviously the biggest athlete on that roster also happens to have one of the biggest signature shoes in the entire NBA. Because despite the Charlotte Hornets absolutely sucking this season, sucking so much in fact that their owner, Michael Jordan himself, had had enough and sold the damn team for a cool $3 billion. It hasn't hurt the jersey or the sneaker sales of the Hornets franchise player, LaMelo Ball. His first Puma signature shoe, the MB01, which released in 2022, flew off the shelves and seemed to speak directly to the youth, with super loud and eye-popping colorways paying tribute to things like the adult cartoon TV masterpiece Rick and Morty, and the children's cartoon TV masterpiece Dexter's Laboratory, as well as a Grinch, Kobe Grinch-inspired colorway called the Nickelodeon Slime, and a whole host of super bright, super neon, super eye-catching color coordinations that ensure if there's someone on the court wearing a pair of mellows, you're going to see them. Puma's also on their third MB sneaker and haven't wavered from the formula too much. The shoe remains popular, and I still see plenty of them, especially at junior high games and younger. Portland Trailblazers' Scoot Henderson, who was picked third overall in last year's draft, was bestowed the rare honor of getting his own signature sneaker with Puma in his rookie season, the Puma Scoot 1, another cartoony-looking kick that prioritizes loud, in-your-face colors and jagged design details over any sort of a more muted subtlety. Scoot has been struggling a bit this season, averaging just 12 points, 3 rebounds, and 4 assists per game. His game also lacks the electricity and swagger that LaMelo's has, so his shoes aren't going to sell themselves like Melo's have. It's a cool honor, though, to have your own shoe in your rookie season when you weren't even the first or second overall draft pick of your class. Moving over to China now, Li Ning is a massive Chinese sportswear brand that has quietly been signing players to signature shoe deals for the past couple of years and is consistently named by experts as some of the best ball shoes money can buy. Right now, both CJ McCollum and Jimmy Butler have their own leaning signature shoes. CJ's, the leaning CJ3, are actually an incredibly beautiful sneaker. All white with ornamental design flourishes that keep things both simple and elegant. This is probably the classiest looking basketball shoe in the NBA right now. Jimmy Butler's signature shoe, the JB1, which dropped last season, is also simple and attractive with plenty of handsome design details and lots of tech built in 
that have made them a very well-reviewed sneaker for hooping in. His second leaning, the JB2, is set to drop sometime this season. Anta, another Chinese sportswear brand, one whose logo looks almost identical to Li Ning's, actually, made news when they signed Kyrie Irving to a signature shoe deal after his relationship with Nike fell apart. Kyrie hasn't released a signature shoe with Anta yet. Instead, he's been sporting his own colorways of some of their more recent models, like the Shockwave Pro 5. Someone who has had a signature shoe released with the brand, though, nine of them, actually, is Clay Thompson, who's been signed to Anta since 2014 and was paid a cool $80 million by the brand to stick around in 2017 at the height of Warriors mania. A good move for both Clay and Anta. His newest sneaker with the brand, the Anta KT9, looks a lot like a Nike model, actually, minus the swoosh, as does Gordon Hayward's fourth signature model with the brand, the Anta GH4. Both shoes are tech-forward, low-cut kicks with little design details that speak to the player from whom they came. I don't see many Antas out on the court. I'm not even sure how many people know they exist as an option. I mean, did you know Gordon Hayward had four signature sneakers out? Because I didn't. Elsewhere in China, though, Aaron Gordon also has four signature shoes with the brand 361 Degrees. Austin Reeves is with Rigger, and Langston Galloway and Spencer Dinwiddie have their own sneaker brands on which they both have their own shoes. Langston is called Ethics, and Dinwiddie's is called Kairos. So there you have it. Every current NBA player with a signature shoe deal to their name. Obviously, there are many, many NBA players who are signed to one brand or another who haven't been given a signature shoe deal yet. It's actually incredibly expensive for a brand to produce a signature sneaker for an athlete between production costs and marketing, etc. Which is why there are so few signature sneakers in the NBA right now when compared to the number of players there are. But that's our show. Thank you as always for tuning in. Please rate, review, or subscribe to the pod if that's your thing. And we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks. Take care.